Welcome back, children of the revolution, to What You're Not Listening To, the award-winning audio educational and anthology series here on aceofspadespdx.com. And I'm Daddy Ben Bear, Ben Brown Jr., host, show producer, webmaster, audio engineer, researcher, videographer, and writer, doing it all here on the DIY at the end of September. And... Well, this show was supposed to come out about a month ago, but um, my schedule kind of got it all here, there, and everywhere, and um, I'm glad we're doing it today. Because although it is a month late, we are celebrating the wonderful milestone of the 75th birthday of baby boy Ronald Smith of Portland, Oregon, with a series of vintage tracks that all revolve around color. And again, this program was supposed to come out about a month ago on a very special and truly unique milestone, the 75th birthday of Baby Boy, a.k.a. Ron Smith, who was my co-host for my series of Black Message Tracks last year. Fantastic series of programs, I might add. Instead of a standard playlist of songs, you know, how Spotify, I decided this occasion needed something that would be personal. Among his many achievements, Mr. Smith is a Vietnam-era veteran, serving in the Air Force as a staff sergeant in Minot, North Dakota. And if it sounds like the middle of absolute nowhere, you would be absolutely correct. (laughs) And was a crew chief. Yes, for B-52 bombers servicing the NORAD, uh, North American Aerospace Defense Command, system to prevent potential attacks from enemy forces. He also happens to be a person of color and a member of the LGBTQ plus community. It was a lot of the draw of the selections in this program, with each being performed by a person or persons of color and all revolve around different colors, particularly uh, in the most recent iteration of the pride flag, meant to be more inclusive than the standard rainbow flag and reflecting more diversity in our community. Happy belated birthday, baby boy. I hope this show brings a smile to your face and truly celebrates your life as a gay black veteran and all around wonderful person. I know my life would be much different without you, and I'm grateful I had the opportunity to share your milestone. Yes, um, now let's get right into it, shall we? Because these are some, <laughs> this just so all over the place, and why not, right? It's supposed to be fun, right? Birthdays is supposed to be fun. And kicking off our program is one of the earliest rock and roll success stories of members uh, that were originally in a group called The Robins, which backed Little Esther Phillips on a series of major R&B singles in the early 1950s. They were signed to one of the most important record labels of the early rock era, Atlantic, and the song itself was written uh, by the legendary songwriting team of Lieber Stoller. The Donald Duck sounding section of the track is the group, recorded at half speed and then played back normally to give it that high-pitched sound. The 45 RPM single A-side, 1958, Charlie Brown by the Coasters, and we'll see you uh, in about 30 minutes. Everybody always picking on me. That's him on his knees. I know that's him. Yelling seven come eleven down in the boys' gym. Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown, he's a clown. That Charlie Brown, he's gonna get caught. Just you wait and see. Why is everybody always picking on me? Who's always riding on the on me.
never been blue Till you've had that mood and they go That feeling goes stealing down to my shoes While I just sit here and sigh Go long That mood indigo Since my baby said goodbye And in the evening when the lights are low I'm so lonely I could cry For there's nobody who cares about me I'm just a poor fool That's bluer than blue can be When I get that mood in the go, I could lay me down and die. Thank you. 
black And black is beautiful black is so beautiful Yes it is Ooh, black is so beautiful Yes it is Ooh. Mortal fools decree black is bad
And welcome back, children of the revolution, to what you're not listening to, the award-winning audio educational and anthology series here on aceofspadespdx.com, our special belated birthday tribute to Mr. Ronald Smith of Portland, Oregon. Happy 75th. I'm, I'm, you know, we need to buy you more ice cream cake. You really, you had three pieces. I just love seeing you enjoy something so much. Alrighty, let's recap what we've heard in our very special um Rainbow Connection show. So uh, these are because Ron is um, identifies as he's black, Hispanic, and Native um, American. I uh, primarily identifies as black, and so the, all of the songs in this survey were by uh, people of color, uh, all by black artists um, primarily, and um, all revolve around colors of the rainbow um, in the new Pride flag. And there you have it. Kicked it all off with Charlie Brown from 1958 by the Coasters, a 45 RPM single A-side there. Following that, from the album Little Girl Blue by Nina Simone from 1958, Mood Indigo. This track from the debut album by Nina Simone on independent Bethlehem Records should have been the first major success for her, but she sold the rights to this recording to the record company for a $3,000 payment just to be able to survive, while the record company, uh, as legend goes, made approximately $1 million from it. This track was originally recorded by jazz legend Duke Ellington in 1930. Following that from 1970 from the album Wilson Pickett in Philadelphia. <laughs> that is Wilson Pickett with Don't Let the Green Grass Fool You. After a series of major successes during the golden age of soul in the mid to late 1960s, Pickett was in a bit of a commercial slump by the time he hooked up with the legendary songwriting and production team of Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff, who were the founders of the most important black record label of the 70s, Philadelphia International. This song, and another called Don't Knock My Love, brought Pickett back into the mainstream. Both are worth checking out. Following that, Pink Champagne from 1950, Joe Liggins and his Honey Drippers, a 78 RPM single A-side there. Spending 13 weeks at number one on any chart should be something to be something you could shoot him incredibly proud about and crow about, as this single did. And what was once called the Race Records chart. Yes, uh, you got to remember that the phrase rhythm and blues was found, uh, was coined by Jerry Wexler when he worked at Billboard magazine. And yes, he is white and Jewish and from New York City. And uh, however, this track, performed by Jump Blues and early soul pioneer Liggins, wasn't his biggest success. That song would be called The Honey Dripper, which spent 18 weeks at number one, tying an all-time record on the R&B chart with Louis Jordan's Choo Choo Chiboogie. And the song, uh, after that, 45 RPM single A-side by Nikki Lee from 1968, and Black is Beautiful. And Nikki Lee wasn't originally a singer, but a radio DJ in Miami, Florida, and at the time he held a world record for the longest continuous radio broadcast in history at over 226 hours straight. That's just cray-cray. All right, do the kids still say that? That's just crazy on any level. This soul gospel number is incredibly hard to find an extremely valuable single back with another religious song, Faith Within, released on independent label Mala Records, which still exists to this day. After that, from 1925, the oldest song in the survey, and the only one older than Mr. Smith, as <laughs> another Smith, Bessie Smith, 78 RPM, single A-side, The Yellow Dog Blues. This is the best-known and biggest-selling recording in what uh, was once titled, I Wonder Where My Easy Rider's Gone, which is a euphemism about one's sexual partner. <laughs> <laughs> Written by W.C. Handy, the father of the blues, this was part of a string of major singles by Smith that made her the biggest-selling blues artist of the 1920s of any gender. And for the record, she was also the biggest-selling blues artist of any gender of the 1930s as well. After that, from 1964, The Temptations, from the album The Tempton Temptations, Girl, Why You Want to Make Me Blue. This was the song and the album that put The Temptations, one of the most popular enduring groups in history, on the map. This track, taken from the group's third release, also started uh, their long association with staff producer and songwriter Norman Whitfield, who guided the group through their most successful phase of the career. The lead vocal is the unmistakable Annie Kendricks, who would leave the group in 71 for a solo career. Following that, from 65, Little Stevie Wonder, <laughs> hard to believe, right? Purple Raindrops, and that's the B-side to uh, the single Uptight Everything's Alright. Though released in 65 as the B-side to Wonder's career-resurrecting uh, single, it is thought by historians to be recorded at least two years earlier as evidenced by the change in his voice as he matured. So if you listen to the A-side and the B-side, it almost sounds like two different singers. The A-side was also Wonder's uh, first hit song to be co-written by him as well, and mind you, he was only 15 when this single was released to the public. And what were you doing at that age? Maybe we don't want to know. <laughs> and the song we just heard, 
title track to Sweet Rhode Island Red from 1974 by Ike and Tina Turner. Taken from an album originally released only in international markets where the duo were enjoying major success, this track nonetheless was released to U.S. radio and made the lower reaches of the R&B chart. It is, in essence, a, the companion piece to Nutbush City Limits, and both that track and this one were written by Tina Turner herself. The song is quite surreal, giving an odd geography lesson that covers Louisiana, Utah, and even Illinois. By the way, Mayor Daly wasn't from New Orleans, but Chicago. <laughs> and that happened. <laughs> Alrighty. And, um... The track leading off our second part is from a group from New York City where Mr. Smith settled after leaving the Air Force. It was a major dance hit and a very important early hip-hop recording. Originally intended as a look at the cocaine-fueled party lifestyle of the early 80s, both Melly Mel and Sugar Hill labels founder Sylvia Robinson rewrote some of the lyrics to give the track a more serious warning tone about the dangers of the drug. This is the 12-inch single A-side to White Lines Don't Do It by Grandmaster and Melly Mel uh, from 1983. We'll see you just before the grand finale. Fun, baby. Baby, and don't ever come down. Free base. 
I yell timber Watch out for flying glass Cause the ceiling fell in and the bottom fell out I went into a spin and I started to shout I've been hit This is it, this is it, I did it I was walking along, minding my business When love came and hit me in the eye Out of an orange colored purple stripe Through the green polka dot sky Alagazam and goodbye Wow, I thought love was much softer than that What a most disturbing sound And welcome back, children of the revolution, to what you're not listening to here on Ace of Spades, PDX.com, and Serial Around Monkey Bear, Daddy Ben Bear, Ben Brown Jr. Doing all here in the DIY, the last day of September 2021, and our very belated um, happy birthday to baby boy Ronald Smith. Yes, um, our Air Force veteran, um, and this is uh, a bunch of songs about colors, uh, since he identifies as a person of color. Yes, hope everything is going well. Hope you're really enjoying this. I really enjoyed putting it together. I actually had this plan many months ago, and just one thing after another, couldn't pull my act together. <laughs> it just, well, what's new, right? I'm just glad we're getting it out today. Let's recap what we've heard in the second part before we get into our truly special grand finale. Kicked it all off with White Lines, Don't Do It, from 1983 by Grandmaster and Melly Mel, the 12-inch single A-side. And uh, following that, 45 RPM single A-side to Rainbow from 1963 by Gene Chandler. Though most associated by what is called one of the greatest singles of all time, The Duke of Earl, this single was one of the follow-up releases and was a minor charting R&B and pop hit. However, it gained his second life as Chandler would finish his shows with it for years, and a live recording called Rainbow 65 climbed all the way to number two on the R&B chart that year. Yes, that is the one most people remember. Following that, the title track to Band of Gold from 1970 by the one and only from Detroit, Michigan, Frida Payne. One of the first major success stories on the labels founded by former Motown songwriting production team of Holland Dozier Holland, Invictus, this was also Payne's first major pop success and is considered her signature song. This isn't the full version of the track, which was edited for radio airplay. At the time, this edited version was rumored to be about a woman who marries a gay man only to find out that fact on their wedding night. <laughs> hey, you know, people just come up with all sorts of great interpretations, right? That's, that's what makes songs personal, I gather. And the song we just heard from 1950, Nat King Cole, 78 RPM single A-side to the Orange Colored Sky. Orange also happens to be Ron's favorite color. Before the Beatles... The artist that literally made the Los Angeles-based independent label Capital a major success was Nat King Cole. This wasn't the first recording of the song, which was originally by Janet Brace. Cole is backed by the Stan Kenton Orchestra here, and this was part of a string of major successes for the artist. His daughter Natalie also covered this track on her mega-selling Unforgettable album in 1991. Alrighty, now our last track. When I talk to Ron about this artist, this is almost always the first song he speaks of, and has asked me repeatedly if I would include it on a program someday. Harris was an out-of-the-box success with his first single, Theme from Exodus, which had many in the jazz community calling him a sellout for many years by having major success on the pop and R&B charts, and he was selling quite a number of records in comparison to his contemporaries. This was the first album by Harris that used electronic instrumentation, including the Echoplex, a device used with a saxophone to give it an ethereal sound. I've attempted to remove as much of the inherent tape hiss as possible, as it is well known that many jazz recordings by Atlantic of the 1960s were not of the best quality engineering-wise. And if you have questions, feedback, comments, dedications, and love letters, always welcome, because this is a dedication and love letter, please drop me a line at daddybenbear, one word, daddybenbear, gmail.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, or on my design site, awspdx.com, and use the contact page. Love to you all, and love to you, baby boy. I hope you've really enjoyed this. All right. Recorded in 1968 and released in 1969, this is Eddie Harris with the title track to Silver Cycles. Thank you. 
Thank you.